0: www.archivos.digital That's www.archivos.digital Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Today we have feedback from Herb on an episode about refilling the tank. Uh, Refilling your creative stew, I think, is probably—or stocking your creative stew, that kind of thing.
1: That sounds delicious. I want stew now. I hate you. Let's make stew for dinner. Okay. Herb says... On the burnout episode, you mentioned refilling the tank faster than you empty it Writing.
0: Ah, the burnout episode. Okay, we'll link to that in the show notes.
1: One of the best methods i found, to the point I can predict when I quit doing— when I quit doing this, when the writing will die, and when the writing will flow when I resume, is the reading half of the Bradbury Challenge. In a speech at a California university, Ray Bradbury told young writers to do two things. Write a short story a week for a year, which you've discussed, and read a poem, an essay, and a story every day for 1,000 days. Oh, that's a,
0: I haven't, I've not heard that part of it before.
1: In fits and starts, I've made it to today 577, over 1,395 days, with my current streak at 208 days. It has opened my horizons in a way that I never thought could be done for someone in their 50s. Poetry has included things as diverse sonnets from the Portuguese by Browning, all of them, not just number 43, a good deal of Yeats, current, and a long stint of Robert Service, your oh, fault, and so. Charles Bukowski. The stories have ranged from daily shorts on a couple of websites to whole issues of Cursova to tons of classic short stories to the original Robert E. Howard, nice. to the entire original Robert E. Howard. For essays I have interpreted broadly re- for essays I have interpreted broadly reading a best of Chesterton Sontag's against interpretation and other essays the collected essays of Elizabeth Hardwick a couple of those collections Alexander Chi's how to write an autobiographical novel which is amazing and though I suspect Chi would hate me on principle I related to it much more than anything else I've read this century. Some other collection, and the Best of American blank collections. So like Best of American Mysteries, Best of American okay. Horror Stories, that kind of stuff. Um, I have not read just the explicitly essay collections, but crime writing, sports writing, travel writing, and science writing. Now, that an author needs to read is something we all know, but this idea of Bradbury has some important benefits. First, it forms a habit. I cannot go to sleep without having done my reading. Sure, on on busy days, I'll break from anthologies and collections of longer stories I'm reading and just read a flash fiction story. I'll troll my volumes for a short essay on these days, but such needs often drive me out of my easy ruts. I'm not worried about getting a thousand in, because after a thousand, I'm sure going to bed without reading. The need to complete a story a day forces you to focus on the short story. While I've technically read a novella once or twice, and a lot of the shorts would be novelettes by the Hugo definition, I've only done a short novel once when I alpha-read for a favorite author and turned it around in a day. Needing that many short stories has led me to flash fiction, classics, and authors I would never have read because I found an anthology at the used bookstore and needed something for this month. If finding a short story a day for a year is a challenge, essays are even harder. I've read queer memoirs, strange crime stories, learned about sporting events and activities I've never imagined, gotten tons of little details about other cultures, and accidentally tackled some classic and difficult writing. The essays much more than stories challenge my worldview. I'm somewhat lucky there because I'm a fairly old school conservative to the degree any Gen Xer can be living in a time and place where most essay-type material is very much to the left of center. I had to read Chesterton and Mencken to see myself. Perhaps that is not the most comforting reading, to be challenged most days and outright insulted now and then, but for a writer wanting to fill up, it's about the best thing you can get. I know I've written you a book about something that wasn't even ten sentences in the episode, but for once, I had not just something to say, but a lot of something. Given today's episode starts with Bradbury, I think it's fitting to write you so much about him today.
0: Indeed, and you've given us our essay for the day. That was really, really wonderful, and I'm really glad you sent it in. Um, In my forthcoming book, Reclaiming Your Mind, an Autodidact's Bible, I hit over and over again the importance of learning being uncomfortable and of it being eclectic, and you've just epitomized everything I was talking about. Thank you so much. And uh, I had not heard about this part of Bradbury's challenge, and I think I may take it up myself.
1: I think I may as well. That sounded fascinating. This this sounded like um, the best days of, of my childhood, where yeah. I was just... You
0: just go pick something off the, the shelf and go, it, what's it, in it, here? It,
1: it's like I lived in the nonfiction section of the library, just picked up anything, and would go from like reading about the loch ness monster and some random sports things and be interested in one little thing and then read about 10 different other things because i got interested in one small thing that was connected to that thing.
0: Mhm. It uh, goes i've i've often said that education is inherently liberalizing and i don't mean politically. Anything that forces you out cuz you can be a left-wing conservative.
1: We know far too many. We
0: know far too many of them. (laughs) And you can be a right-wing liberal. Um, What makes a person, not their politics, but what makes a person liberal or conservative is the extent to which they can see beyond their accustomed bubble with intellectual integrity without demonizing reflexively that which is outside the bubble. You may, upon exposure, form a judgment that this thing is bad or that thing is good or this has problems but is interesting or whatnot, but training yourself out of that reflexive recoiling from what is uncomfortable is what opens the mind and the self to the immensity of the human and natural universe, and that from my way of thinking, is one of the best things about living in a world where there is so much written material available, and about having the privilege of being a writer in such a world. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much, Herb. This was fantastic. Almost, And this is going to be airing fairly close to Christmas, so I think you've given us all a hell of a Christmas present.
1: Oh, yes. And maybe that can be... uh... New Year's challenge for everybody. Yeah, if
0: I can get the uh, the forums up in a secure way, I'll put a forum for people who are doing this, so we can swap reading lists and stuff.
1: Oh, that sounds because that'll
0: be that'll be really good. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, Herb. All of the links uh, links to all of the stuff he's described will be in the show notes. This will be including
1: uh, a including a link to Ray Bradbury's speech, which was. Which is on YouTube. So cool. Someone videotaped it at some point.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, so this, <laughs> this episode is going to ta- Kitty usually does the links. This one's going to take you like a day just to do the links.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I think it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Herb, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.